Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. I'm Jeff DeForest, along with my partner here on the Believe Podcast Network. After Hours Venture, uh, one Mike Luby Lubitz. We are After Hours from our regular show, which you guys can catch. All you have to do is download or uh, Google the Defo Show, D-E-F-O. And it's interesting how many different spellings there are. I mean, uh, you got a lot of people like to add an E on that. Defoe, D-E-F-O-E. Yeah, like William Defoe. As in like Dan Defoe, William Defoe. I mean, there have yeah. been a few Defoes uh, over the years, but uh, only one Defoe that I know of, D-E-F-O. Yes. Google that. And you can catch a couple of hours uh, every day of what we do on the ION channel, or you can find it on ionchannel.com. And we're happy to have you with us here on After Hours. Now, one of the things that we got into, and it's one of my favorite topics, Luby, and you know this, and it's a survey thing, too. So if you were taking calls, you would get like, uh, you know, call after call after call on a radio talk show where the people would uh, offer up uh, various, various ideas uh, for what is, in essence, the worst job in all of sports <laughs> not not the worst job you know that that was done by a sports executive i don't know i mean right away you know, racing through my mind is mike tannenbaum yeah we're in south florida so there's a lot we have a few well people in new york you think they have a favorable view of mike tannenbaum's tenure as uh, the general manager of the new york jets i, I think only dave gettleman <laughs> there's always somebody else in the news cycle that gets you off the hook, right? Uh, you, you find out that some celebrity just mowed down 12 people in a vehicle, and uh, they can't wait for somebody else to be uh, falling into some level of disgrace so that their name falls out of the headlines <laughs> and is not the hot topic anymore. Right? I mean, you know, that, that's the way it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of crazy to think. That, uh, you know, you, you could do this all day long and, and get a variety of answers. I, I don't know what, what pops into your head. The worst job in all of sports. Worst job done, I, I don't know. Tannenbaum probably didn't do the worst job ever. I mean, a, a guy who's highly respected, uh, a guy like Stu Inman, ha- had his uh, Jackie Smith moment where, where he dropped like a perfect touchdown pass from Roger Staubach. And even Staubach started cursing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. You couldn't catch that. <laughs> Staubach. Yeah. Distinguished a gentleman as there was, right? Uh, yelling at Jackie <laughs> Smith, the guy who had a brilliant career. Bill Buckner, when that dribbler went through his legs. Guy was a good ball player all the way around. A real hard one. You would want him on your team. Yeah. He's a good outfielder. He had a bum ankle for a lot of his career. I mean, uh, he went Mickey Mantle to a lesser degree, and that really compromised uh, his fielding ability. But um, a solid hitter, right? Almost uh, near Hall of Fame numbers. And yet, what's he uh, known for? Uh, his uh, one moment of infamy. So I, I, I don't know that uh, you know you, you could necessarily throw Mike Tannenbaum out there as the uh, first name. Stu Inman, though, uh, his uh, legacy, as good as he was uh, as a personnel guy, what does he do? He takes Sam Bowie for the Portland Trailblazers with the number two pick in the draft and sitting there at number three, which uh, you can't really blame the Rockets for taking Elijah on. Certainly got their money's worth there with the number one yeah, pick. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was uh, much more speculative whether, uh, you know, Elijah Wan was the uh, traditional prototypical uh, man, this guy is a cinch to make it in the pros. And Michael Jordan, I, I don't know, was he that coming out of North Carolina? Yeah, the old joke uh, immediately pops in your head also, uh, where the only guy that could hold Michael Jordan under 20 a game was Dean, Dean Smith. Dean Smith, yeah. 
despicable. Why did you remind me of Dean Smith? <laughs> you uh, just did seemed it. Seemed like a likable guy, a real gentleman. Yeah, but his basketball system was boring as hell. Uh, Jordan was good coming out of Carolina, but he wasn't this. Like, no one made Jordan the best player ever. He was a skinny uh, kid. Olajuwon, especially in that day and age, the big man was everything. So you assumed it was a no-brainer to take Olajuwon, and then Bowie was really good. So you assumed, okay, Bowie would Bowie be was always injured. Uh, that was and the thing. Ended up becoming his problem his entire career. Jordan was this high-flying athlete, but you, it was a, not an era where outside of Dr. J, you didn't know what to do with the athlete. Like, the athlete wasn't, and the NBA was about fundamentals and playing sound basketball, and then you had Magic pop in with his high-flying passes, but then you had the Celtics, who scored a lot, but they weren't athletic. Like, Larry Bird was, like, an undercover athlete, but they weren't athletic. So, like, Jordan came in, and the NBA really didn't know what the hell to do with him, and he ended up setting this. The well, it took place. him a while to get on track, man. It was very, uh, you know, I hate to make this parallel, O.J. Simpson-esque from an athletic standpoint and a sports performance standpoint. Certainly, Jordan didn't get involved in uh, nah, any no. of the... Uh, it was clean. You know, I, I mean, uh, is it uh, even fair to call it nonsense that uh, O.J. did yeah, and he OJ whacked stuff. two people? Yeah. Crazy. Unbelievable. And I got off the hook on that and gets busted for what? Pirating cable television. <laughs> and trying to <laughs> steal back a rubber move. heisman. I mean, uh, what kind of Meshuggah in the world uh, are we living in? But uh, nonetheless, I mean, uh, you know, there, there are many levels uh, of infamy. And uh, you could uh, make a case for a lot of people having done the worst job. In, yeah, in and all I was going to say, what is history. the worst job? I don't know. You brought up a few on our morning show. Being mar Trying to market a crappy product. That's got to be, especially if you're talking off the field jobs, that's got to be tough. Like being GM to me is sort of a dream job and you may do a, do a bad job, but you know what? That's on you. Like if you're every fantasy guy, every fantasy player, that's what you, do. Uh, you know, all of the players think that they should be general managers exactly. in the NFL. But like marketing a team that's Maybe not good, that's not on you. Like, there's not much you can do. We have a friend, Jersey Kyle, his brother does a great job of it. He's actually, Kevin Kevin Martinez does a great job with the Mariners. No matter what the hell the Mariners are doing, they're packed. And it's in large part yes. to what Kevin does. Because there's nothing to do in Seattle, by it's the way. And there's not the much to do there. there all the time. It's ugly. It's so you're not getting tourists. You're not getting anything. So And they have a lot How of... How many times can you go to the fish market? <laughs> so, so, hey, look at that. They threw another one, a whopper. Like that's yeah, not hit that lady right in the face. That's a tough gig trying to market a team and get people to come into seats of a team that's been mediocre for twenty five years, like Cleveland, the Dolphins, the Raiders, like the, the Bengals Marlins before this here year. In town. Imagine being a person in the ticket office there that even have a staff. <laughs> I think Jeter makes the calls personally. Yeah, this is Derek Jeter. <laughs> yeah, right, Lou. It's like Jeter. Right? You think it's one of your friends spoofing you out. It sounds just like Jeter. It feels like Jeter. Jeter's on the other end of the phone. His speech pattern is perfect. And it's Jeter trying to hawk a couple of tickets for individual games, not even season tickets. You know, the Red Sox are going to be in town only once this year. Uh, it's only going to be a three-game series. Tickets are going to be at a premium. Now, that's a tough marketing job. Though. When your team stinks for a long period, of, I mean, just stinks. That's not an easy gig. That's rough. Now, the second uh, worst situation you could possibly be in is your team is mediocre forever and never yep. stimulates anybody's interest to the extent that you think that, uh, okay, going into this season, we I'm going to put 100 bucks in Vegas on my team to win the championship. Guess what? They're 50 to 1. <laughs> it doesn't happen. And the Dolphins are usually like 150 to 1 because the bookies know in Las Vegas that no matter what money is spent, they love it when they see a guy coming in with, like, an orange on his shirt. <laughs> Anything that uh, looks like a guy's from Florida because they're hoping the guy lines up a sucker bet. They hand him the futures right away for the NFL, no matter what time of the year it is. They already have the futures for uh, 2022. 
probably laid out in some sports book somewhere. And the Dolphins are probably like 150 to one because it doesn't matter what they are. You can make them 10,000 to one. Nobody's cashing that ticket. Don't bring up Buster Douglas uh, in this spot either, uh, Louie. That was a fluke. <laughs> if Mike Tyson wasn't uh, training on Geisha Girls and Saki, I mean, it, it would have been a whole different story. I, I would think no matter how marvelous uh, Buster was on that particular night. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's got to be uh, the worst job in all the sports. Uh, and uh, I've said this many times, and it's probably at the top of most lists in this category, it would be a teaser horse on a stud farm. Oh, no, teaser horse sucks. on a stud farm. That's annoying. Like, that, that's not fair. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the story on that goes for the uninitiated. Uh, you know, they, they get the mares lathered up first to go in there and uh, you know, get stooped by these stallions. And, and so you're paying $50,000 to uh, meet your mare and, and have her uh, get in foal to one of the real blue bloods of thoroughbred racing, like, like a Stormcat, for example. I mean, this horse used to service, I think, 40 horses a day, something like that. I mean, a veritable uh, equine John Holmes, what was uh, Stormcat, and, and a lot of the top stallions. So, uh, you know, this, this horse is waiting in the barn there, being fed uh, whatever the uh, highest uh, level of horse food might be, right, eating steaks. I'll have the filet mignon today but with like a Hugh Hefner robe on. And uh, sure enough, uh, you know, the, the horse outside the schlep is <laughs> some ragamuffin is out there uh, trying to get the mare lathered up so it doesn't take her too much time to get hot. And uh, that's, uh, that's got to be the worst job, right? I mean, you never get any. No, that's no annoying. Whatsoever. You get to do all the stuff that gets it going, and then right when it's prime time, all right, get out of the way. <laughs> that well, sucks. You're talking about a cock tease. That's, oh, yeah, that's my definitely, God. That's where cock tease came from. <laughs> and you've seen these worst dicks. I mean, they, they get huge. This poor thing. Mayor after mayor after mayor goes right in there and uh, does it with Stormcat. Uh, so uh, that, that would be the worst job, I, I would think, uh, in, in all of sports. And second only to, uh, as uh, we were discussing earlier this morning on our show on Ion Channel, uh, the uh, person that has to make the uh, call, the robocalls, uh, to try and solicit season ticket purchasers, purchases uh, for the uh, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's Unbelievable. <laughs> After another, I mean, a strip down to nothing, uh, they, they went right down to their underwear, uh, had a, a tankathon of a season where yep, they still yep, managed yep, to yep, bungle yep. out and win five games. And then they come back last year and look like they've made a tremendous ascent only to get rid of all of those players and come back with a new team this year that gets off to a one and seven start. And you have to call somebody and say, uh, yeah, yes, uh, Mrs. Saunders, uh, we're going to have a lot of excitement around Hard Rock Stadium next year. It's just going to be a wonderful season for Dolphin football. Latua, even though he can't throw the ball 30 yards down the field, he is just marvelous to watch. As accurate as any quarterback we've ever had. And all of our receivers have the hands of stone, so it's like seeing Roberto Duran in his prime out there trying to make catches uh, in the field. Um, what, what do you say? It's only 150 a pop for these tickets, two for 300 Doesn't come with parking. And, of course, uh, food at the concession stands is at exorbitant prices. Why don't you come out and schwitz in 90-degree heat where it's going to feel like a 1,000 inside the stadium and, and buy a couple of tickets for uh, next season? It's going to be a lot of fun, huh? <laughs> Scam likely. I mean, yes, it's exactly. going to pop up. Exactly. Going to pop up right away. All right. Uh, we're going to continue here on Believe and After Hours. And we're really going to go after hours. Uh, we're going to be joined by a gentleman named uh, Dan Adut. Yes. Dan Adut, a comedian. And he's got a new show coming out. You know, we like to feature uh, people from show business here on After Hours with Tifo and Luby. So uh, stick around. And uh, Dan Adut is going to join us in just a few seconds.
And as we were talking about, uh, this man is a part of the smash Netflix hit Cobra Kai. And now he's doing his own thing. He's hosting uh, Raid the Fridge, which premiered this past Tuesday, December 28th on the Food Network. The one and only Dan Adut, comedian extraordinaire, joins us. What's going on, Dan? How you doing? What's going on, guys? How are you? Uh, doing well. Happy New Year to you. And I'm really excited about, first of all, Cobra Kai season four is out. So I haven't stunk, stuck my teeth into that just yet. But before we get to that, I do want to talk about your new project. Just started Raid the Fridge on the Food Network. We're sports guys here, so we're big on raiding the fridge. I got to say, having a bunch of famous big-time chefs raid a fridge and try and put a meal together sounds a lot of fun. How'd you get involved with the Food Network's Raid the Fridge, and how's it going so far? Um, well, I got involved because I started a, uh, a food podcast that was basically, I would interview celebrities based on what was inside their fridge. So we would have pictures, you know, you can see pictures of their fridges on my Instagram at stand up Dan, but like, yeah, haven't you ever wondered what Henry Winkler's fridge looks like? <laughs> I'm very curious. So, so, uh, you know, and it was just kind of a light, fun conversation about food. And then the food network reached out and they're like, we want to do this show where like amazing chefs raid a fridge that they have no idea what the contents are inside. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So, uh, but my ho- my only stipulation was I wanted it to be a funny version of a food show because of a food competition show, because every, I feel like every one of these food competition shows takes themselves way too seriously now. Like there's dramatic music no. and the lighting is like, it's like, you know, it's like a UFC fight. And I'm like, yo, everyone relax. Like we're not, curing cancer we're curing salmon so it's like they they were cool with that so we made like a very funny food show a food competition show and and people are starting to really love it so what are some of the things that we can expect going forward you just joked about henry winkler like is that i know you're it's going to be with chefs and they're going to be raiding fridges but where is it now and what are some of the things you're looking forward to doing with raid the fridge on tuesdays on food network yeah so basically uh we've got four chefs who are like professional, unbelievable chefs, and they get four mystery fridges. They have no idea what's inside. And then suddenly they open it and they've got like 15 minutes to make brunch or like a late night snack or whatever the challenge is. And it's cool because these are fridges like that are exactly like your fridges at home. So you get to see the crazy stuff that that chefs would be able to make out of out of the stuff, uh, you know, in your fridge. Cause like, and it blows my mind because my fridge, when I open it and I want to get creative, it's usually just like, uh, I guess I'll just reheat that burrito, you know? Like, I can't really do much more than that. But I, I just love that it's normal ingredients that we would have. Because, again, like, you watch shows like Chopped or whatever, and they're like, all right, your challenge. You have foie gras, sea urchin, and baking powder. You have to make dessert. And I'm like, <laughs> this never happens to anyone ever in life. So... Um, yeah, it's got that element of realism to it, which I think is, is really awesome. All right, as we just talked about, uh, season four is now out on Netflix for Cobra Kai. You are a big part of Cobra Kai. That is something a lot of us grew up on. I know your guy around my age, your late 30s, early 40s, so I know uh, Karate Kid was like a big deal, at least my childhood. How is it to be a part of that whole uh, extraordinary series and the rebirth that's become such a big hit? Honestly, it's, it's so bizarre. It's still just, I've never, it's the most bizarre acting job I've ever had just because I was obsessed with the Karate Kid growing up. 
So to be able to act with like Ralph Macchio and like be like one foot away from him and be act, I gotta tell you, like I, 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 when we're shooting the show, I don't do the best job. Like I'll just forget my lines because in my head, I just have this like outer body experience where I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to Ralph Macchio. And they're like, cut, Dan, remember your lines. Stop nerding out on, on Ralph, Ralph Macchio. Um, so yeah, it's a real, surreal experience. And the guys are, uh, Ralph Macchio and, and Billy Zapka, the guy who plays Johnny, yeah. like they're so amazing to work with and they're so humble and so like they really appreciate what's going on right now. Like, you know, they're not taking it for granted. And, you know, a good thing, you know, it's one of those occasions where good things happening to good people because, you know, we're the number one show in the world right now and apparently 120 million hours of viewing have already taken place on season four, which is absolutely crazy. I'm getting like DMs from like the mountains of Pakistan. Like people are like, we're loving your show out here. I'm like, how the hell are you getting it up there? Um, so it's pretty amazing. So, and I, I know they always ask this question on these things about, you know, where did you see this going? Look, it was already a, fa- a, a huge success in the 80s and the 90s, The Karate Kid. But again, reboots, we never know. Did you all really feel like it was going to be this big of a deal? Because I remember watching it when it first came out on YouTube. And I liked it. I thought it was good. But I, not a lot of people had known it was out. So then Netflix took it over. And, of course, Netflix took it to another level. Did you all think it would get to this point where you're now the number one show in the world? I mean, look, we started doing this show and everyone working on it thought it was really special, but it was on YouTube and it was on like YouTube Red, which was like they were trying out. It was like a new platform. And, you know, we would tell our friends, like, you guys got to watch this show. It's the new Karate Kid rebooted. It's called Cobra Kai. And they're like, great. Where do I watch it? And I'm like, YouTube Red. You have to sign up and then like pay $10 a month. And they're like hard pass. And also, like, a lot of people would confuse YouTube Red with RedTube, which is a very different Yeah, it's very different. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so no one was really watching it. And it was so frustrating because we all knew, like, there was a special thing out there. And then suddenly uh, Netflix, you know, took over and boom. I mean, it was like throwing gasoline <clears throat> on, a, on a flame. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I love talking to people who were, who were watching it in the YouTube days because, like, I feel like we're also we feel so vindicated now. It's like, yeah, man, I was following Nir- I was following Nirvana before anyone even knew who they were, man. We're talking with, with it's really really fun. We're talking with Dan, the dude here, comedian, actor, uh, a part of Cobra Kai season four now out on Netflix, and it has become the number one show in the world, and it's huge, doing big things with Netflix. Also, Dan is the host of Raid the Fridge Tuesdays on the Food Network. Uh, started last. The twenty eighth again. A happy New Year, Dan. And uh, what is what can we expect on this upcoming episode this next Tuesday? As Ray the Fridge, just again as a sports guy myself, that sounds like my my dream of a TV show. Yeah, um, this episode is going to be really cool. Uh, there was a fire in one of the fridges, and oh, I geez. I thought it was I thought it was staged. I was like, oh, cool, we're like some movie magic, and they're like, no, call the fire department. <laughs> <It's> not staged. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's going to eating up in the kitchen. Uh, it's going to be really fun. All right, Dan, thank you so much. Good luck with Read the Fridge and more to come on Cobra Kai. Thank you for your time. We look forward to hopefully talking to you again soon. Thanks, Jeff and Mike. Thanks for having me. All right, be well.
That was Dan, a dude comedian and big part of Cobra Kai, also the host of Raid the Fridge again as a sports enthusiast. How can you not love the idea of raiding the fridge? That's what we all do. Now you get to watch chefs raid the fridge and come up with a gourmet meal. Uh, check that out. It is Tuesdays on the Food Network. For Defoe, I am Mike Luby. Lubis, this has been another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Check us out each and every day from 7 to 9 on Ion Channel. All you have to do is Google The Defoe Show, D-E-F-O. Just check us out, do our daily thing. And, of course, every day a new edition of After Hours right here on the Believe Podcast Network. As Defoe loves to say, you got to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant And you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Highly apart. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.